This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, Now, up to to bat, Brett Boone. Another guy I want to talk about, obviously, my opinion, top three all-time, Hank Aaron. You know, everybody talks about Hank Aaron as a, as a home run hitter, and, you know, he's he's a home run king and all, all this stuff. He was a lot more than that. I mean, <laughs> for guys out there that think Hank, Hank Aaron just hit home runs, check out his bubblegum card. It's a, it's pretty I, – I, there's not oh. too many people on this earth that have a more impressive bubblegum card than Hank Aaron. He took over in 76. Obviously, he was the face of the Braves for a lot of years. You become the face of the Braves uh, in his absence, basically. He retired. He comes as an executive, and he, and he remained an executive until he passed away, uh, I think, about a year, a year and a half ago. Um, but what a run, and, and what a man. I got to talk with him a little bit. You know, I was only in Atlanta, like I said, one year, 1999. He was around then. And once in a while, I'd get a, you know, I'd get a little brief conversation with Hank, but always one of my favorite guys, always one of my favorite player, always would talk about, that was my favorite thing when people would talk about Hank Aaron, all the home runs they hit. I said, what about all the bases he stole? And he won some gold gloves and he won a batting title. I said, he wasn't just a home run hitter. This guy was the, the full deal and one of the greatest ever, uh, being around him. What was your relationship with Hank? Well, so again, so fortunate to be able to uh, come through the Braves organization. Unfortunately, my first spring training as a catcher, I drafted in 74. So, you know, they always bring catchers. They need more catchers. So I got invited to spring training in 75 and Hank was with with Milwaukee and uh, he had just got traded. So unfortunately, I didn't get on the field with him in in spring training. And then... uh, when he retired, he came back and was the director of minor league player personnel, I believe, or and maybe in a, a vice president as well. Uh, but and then I was in the big leagues, so we didn't have a working relationship, so to speak. He was never um, my my boss in that way, but he was always there. We'd always see him. He would come down and talk about hitting occasionally. I'm sure he he got frustrated with me at times, the way I approached it. He was a little. He was careful about that. He liked to be invited by the coaches. Uh, he respected their, you know, position and uh, didn't come down there and just, you know, uh, but, well, his main job was the minor leagues, and he did a great job. Um, 
just you, you got to hand it to him. I mean, it's not easy to go from what he was on the field to an executive and then create a great minor league system, which he did. Uh, and so uh, what just uh, so, so very fortunate um, to be able to, you know, rub shoulders with him. And uh, it was it was uh, really surreal for, you know, a kid from Portland, Oregon to really kind of grasp what was going on. I watched him break Babe Ruth's record in in April of 74. And then I got drafted by the Braves in June. And I'm like, wow, this is this is crazy. Um, but his you know, the way he handled himself and the great work he did uh, within uh, the civil rights uh, efforts and community and relationships within Atlanta and what he went through as a player. Um, people say, well, what about Barry Bonds? And, you know, it, Barry's numbers are in the record books. There's no question. But when you look at Hank's overall career and and, and what he went through, I think the degree of difficulty uh, puts puts Hank no matter, you know, not to get into the controversy with about Barry and all that stuff, but you just look what Hank did and what he went through. Um, I heard him say when he hit, when he broke Babe's record and those two guys run out on the field and he doesn't react very kindly to him. He, he didn't get mad at him, but he's, he's kind of, you know, trying to get these guys off. Him. He didn't know what was going on. He had had so many death threats leading up to that, the, the year leading up to breaking Babe's record, that it was the most miserable time he's had. And then he hits the home run and two guys jump out, you know, from the stands and are following him on the bases. It, it really made him nervous. Uh, his numbers, when you go inside of his numbers, you're right, Brett. You you look at him and you, you're, you just start, you're trying to figure out how he did it. Take away his home runs, he's still got 3,000 hits. It's ridiculous. Um, He's third all time in hits. I mean, it, it, I, I, I could be off a, a couple of guys, but that's how many hits he's got. Uh, and, and I was just with the uh, Braves historian uh, recently, Sam Wallace, and we were talking about how good Hank was for so long. He said, you know, right now, we, we would, as Braves fans, we would consider Ronald Acuna uh, the MVP. Uh, he's a five tool player. Um, at, at Ronald's pace, Ronald Acuna Jr.'s pace right now, he'd have to get a little bit better. He's do he's getting close to Hank's like, but he'd have to get a little bit better and he'd have to do it for 20 more years. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's, it's remarkable. It, it just blows your mind. Hank yep. was fantastic. Really grateful to get to know him throughout my career. Uh, the eighties, you know, I, you know, I told, I talked about it earlier. I mean, you start about 1980, your first all-star game, you had 33 home runs, you know, you go 82, you're an all-star 82 to 87, 36, 36, 36, 37, 84 and 85. You lead the league in homers 82 and 83. Those are your MVP years. You also, you're the RBI champ. You win, you win the silver slugger, you win the gold glove 82, 83. And I, and I know uh, you know, I've read a lot about, about Dale Murphy. I know what kind of man you are and, and the integrity and how you carry yourself. But 82, 83, because I, I had, you know, I remember going to Seattle in the early 2000s and we were a big deal and I thought I was a big deal. It's tough as a young man for you, especially you're on TBS. You're winning MVPs and that you just didn't win one. You win two. 
was it easy for Dale Murphy to just keep a keep a solid head on his shoulders, or or like all of us young men, we get caught up in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have you know, I I say Joe Torre kind of got got me into those best years of my career, uh, but you know, I I I, I can't uh, thank my wife enough, Nancy, to you know, keep me level-headed during those years. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it, 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 the, the attention, the, the lack of privacy um, was a real challenge for us. Uh, you know, I, I tried to, you know, I, I remember meeting Johnny Miller um, and uh, a little, a few years after his heyday, still competing, but, you know, one of the most pop, uh, greatest golfers ever. He said, hey, you're having a lot of success. He goes, there's one word you, you need to learn, and it's no. <laughs> and uh, so I think it really took a lot of communication from between Nancy and I to try to keep this uh, keep this thing rolling. Remember what's most important. Uh, but you're exactly right. You know, it's a challenge for an athlete in our culture when they start doing things well. People, people treat you differently. Uh, they want to buy you dinner. They want to give you stuff. You start thinking you're, you're, you're that person. Yeah. You're above and, the program. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but then, you know, I, I really, uh, um, feel that Nancy and I had, you know, we, we had a lot of talks, you know, about my time and, you know, just the, the push and pull of keeping family time sacred and, uh, so that's what I think that's what's you know helped me get through that really uh because it's a great it means you're doing really well right That's uh, right but it also brings in all these other challenges and and now you know you were mentioned about feeling old and seeing these new stadiums I mean isn't it weird Brett how fast it went it's just it was so fleeting that it's hard to remember that it's hard to remind yourself that when you are a kid going through it you think this is the way life is going to be. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got, you got, I got grandkids, like, but it just in a blink of an eye, it just happens so fast. So you got to be careful uh, because you don't want to throw away your future uh, and all the things that are going to come later on in life, uh, you know, by all this adulation you're getting, you just got to be careful. It's, it's a, a lot of guys, you've, we've seen it. A lot of, a lot of professional entertainers and athletes have, get really mixed up about that. And yeah. uh, it was a challenge in some ways. I'm thankful for the success. And it's hard to even talk about it, isn't it, Booney? Like people like, wait, you mean that wasn't a, a great thing? No, it's a great thing. <laughs> right. But it's really hard to explain it, I, I guess, is is the thing what you what you go through with the popularity. It can really mess with your mind. Right. And, and you see it. I remember it when I was in early 2000s, Seattle, we're rocking. Uh, I'm in my, yeah. you know, I'm in my, having my best years. Right, and I remember right. thinking, you, you do, you get caught up in it. And I remember thinking, you know, my wife would say, hey, let's go to lunch today. And, and maybe I was in a rut. I was old for my last 10. <laughs> I didn't want like the grandma on the street to give me that look like, Oh, little, little Brett, are you okay? You know, like, yes, I'm fine. I don't, that's why I didn't want to go out. It's like, I, yeah. I didn't want that. I don't need any pity. I'm a big boy. I can handle this, but you're right. You get caught up in it. 
it's over before you know it. You know, I oh. grew up, I grew up with dad, you know, yeah. I was a year away from playing against my dad in the big leagues. And, and you know, he, I, I tell him all the time, he choked, you, you couldn't play another year, but <laughs> you know, I grew up as a kid in that atmosphere in Philadelphia yeah. running around and you know, I'm at veteran stadium every day. And I think that's normal for every kid gets to do this. And then I play my career and it's like, it's never going to be over. And all of a sudden one day I'm sitting at home retired going, who the hell am I? You know, yeah, I, you know, I was this baseball player for exactly. a long time and you, and, and you wake up and you go, no, I'm, I'm that, whatever you did on the baseball field, that's never going away. But then I started, you know, when I was retired for a while and you know, the last five or six, seven years, I thought, I no, I'm a dad. I got four kids. I got to raise and be a, a really good example for them and hopefully, you know, support them and whatever they, they get yeah. into whatever endeavors they get into. And there's a lot more to life. And, and, you know, as you do get farther away from, from the game, uh, you, you're allowed, it's easier to laugh at yourself yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. always tell people, I said, yeah, don't you know who I used to be or, you know, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, how serious as players we were, we were a serious deal. Cause you always yeah. talk, you, you know, you were talking earlier about, uh, you know, Hey, my privacy and I need my, I mean, we took ourselves pretty serious yeah, when we were in that bubble. True. Like, don't you know who I am? Yeah. Yeah. Stay, yeah. stay behind the ropes. And then yeah. one day there's nobody's behind the ropes. You're like, Hey, <laughs> take the ropes. Down. There's, there's no, yeah. And it's, hey, let's talk a game. You want to talk? Yeah, <laughs> I got, yeah. I got, I got some stories. Yeah. It's like instantaneous. There's yeah. no ropes. There's like, no ropes. Wait. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, Booney, what you went through is is especially a challenge. Growing up in a major league clubhouse and around the game, uh, I mean, that if for your whole uh, – what till you retired, that's all you knew. That would be a, an especial uh, – I mean, a, a especially challenging situation, you know. Uh, I think it's a testament to, to your parents – and 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 your makeup because uh because like you said you know we had a you grew up with it this is this is what i am uh nancy uh remembers when when chad was about eight years old they were walking through a grocery store and there was a big a contest and the winner the winner of the contest got to go to spring training with the braves and see some games and chad looked at nancy and goes well Wait, that's 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 what they get. That's the prize. They get to go to spring training. What what's so cool about that? I mean, <laughs> it's right. like it's like that was that was his life. But it it is a weird it, it's a weird dynamic. Um, and uh, uh, I I think uh, you know especially uh, you know hats off to you and your family because uh, that that can be real challenging. And boy, it is, it is over before you know it. And it's funny. I, I never get it out of my system. I, I still have a passion. I'd love to be out there playing, but the years have gone on. I know I can't do that anymore, but it is not. I When I retired, I thought it was just going to be up, you know, on to new things. And, man, my first three or four years after I was retired, I don't think I was very pleasant. I, I it, was, it was a much bigger adjustment than I thought it, it was going to be. And... Uh, uh, you know, again, Nancy and I had to keep those that communication going because it it's a it messes with your head, and you're exactly really right. Who, who am I? 
What am I going to do? I still got most of my life to live. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I, and I didn't plan it out very well. You know, uh, my dad did. He went right from play and he went on the field and he managed in AAA was his first job. He was managing against me in the in the PCL. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, dad, you just played all these years. You really want to just go do this right away? Because uh, I, I, my brain didn't think like that. My brother uh, went right into the media right off the field and, and he was networking at the end of his career. And I thought, these guys are, these people are crazy wanting to do that. I remember... When it was coming to the end for me, I thought to myself when, you know, the media would say, oh, you know, is this going to be it? And I thought, you know, the day I can't play this position, I'm going to go off in the sunset and and I don't want anything to do with baseball anymore. And that's how I approached it. And you talked about when you first got off the field, those years, you probably weren't pleasant all the time. Yeah. Man, I went through a crazy time where I just thought, you know, I'm going to go play golf and be on vacation. And and I did. I woke up one day thinking, who am I? What the hell am I doing? Yeah. You know, I didn't they, they didn't have a plan for this. You know, I didn't take this right. course on right. how to finish a career and then go be go be successful in life. It's it's something that you uh, that that you have to acquire. And, it, and it's by getting yeah. knocked down and and sitting back up. It, it's 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 pretty cool now having the knowledge that we both have, if we have yeah. the opportunity to talk to young players, right. give them a little advice. Hey, what did I do wrong? Here's some things that I did positive that I would suggest doing. Here's some things I wish I would have done, kid. Yeah. Take it or leave it. You know, a lot of guys are going to listen or they're not going to listen, but you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting. This thing, this thing, life, Dale, it, it's an interesting thing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not for wimps. It, it's not for minors. Yeah. <laughs> After 93, you retire. You finish with Philly and, and the Rockies. Unbelievable career. Um, but you mentioned Ted Turner earlier. Uh, I played for Ted. I remember game two of the World Series. Ted came down to the locker room, gave us a speech, gave us a stock tip that we didn't know was a stock tip. Walked <laughs> out, you know, kind of laughing. Jane Fonda's with him under his arm. And and kind of leaves us, you know, like players looking at each other, like, you think he was serious about that stock? Nah, Ted just owns it. <laughs> like two or three days later, thing like goes up two hundred and eighty percent. We're all sitting there going, he was serious. <laughs> he, he he couldn't be serious. Tell us he was serious to be insider trading. Anyway, Ted oh, was, man. you know, I didn't see Ted much. I saw him at the games. Like I said, he gave us a pep talk in the World Series. I played for an interesting lady in Cincinnati, Marge Shot. I'm telling you, every day was an adventure. Um, at the end of the day, she wanted to win, though. She really did. Yeah. Cheap yeah. as could be. If I cracked a bat, I'd have to go turn it in to get a new bat. That's how That's how she had the rules set up. But uh, she did want to win. She did want to win. Interesting. Interesting. We've all played for a bunch of different uh type of ownership i think the most important thing i i get from players and ex-players and especially how i used to think was i don't care what you do as the owner but the fact that you have our back those 25 guys in that clubhouse that's the most important thing george steinbrenner never played for him but from afar as a player i thought you know 
I could put up with George Steinbrenner blasted me in the newspaper doing whatever he wanted if I wasn't playing good because I know every year going into spring training the goal is to win the World Series and everybody doesn't get that opportunity and every organization doesn't get that opportunity Uh, just briefly uh, just tell me a little bit about Ted and what it was like him as an owner was he very involved was he was he on you know was he hands-on yeah, I know he's in the dugout for a minute. I saw that. Yeah. That's fun. That's funny to me. Yeah, I was in AAA that year, uh, uh, and he uh, he gave Dave Bristol a leave of absence and, and wanted to manage for a day. Um, Phil Necro was pitching that day, and he's making out the lineup, and he goes, "Hey Nuxie, where do you want to hit?" <laughs> and and Nuxie goes, "Well, Ted, I'm pitching today. I probably ought to hit ninth. He goes, "You sure? Okay, all right. I'll put you ninth." Um, no, I, I would say exactly what you said. Ted wanted to win. I, you know, the, the price of the ball clubs now of a, of a, a franchise are so big that, you know, it's, it's hard to maintain those family and personal um, ownerships. There's, there's a few. And, I, I, you know, I, I, I think it's very valuable for a community to have an owner that feels the community interest and an interest to compete. Uh, the Braves are owned by Liberty Media in Colorado. Uh, they've still maintained, you know, that feeling with Terry McGurk as president. Uh, but but it's it's different, you know. Uh, you don't see the owner there. It's just it's the cost of, you know, keeping these teams together and the the expense. It just it's a big bigger corporation type thing now. But anyway, getting back to playing for Ted, I'd agree with you. He was unconventional. He'd say something. I wish he would have made more stock tips for us, but uh, uh, mentioned that to us. But that sound, that's just like Ted. You didn't know what was going to happen when he came in the clubhouse. But you know he wanted to beat Steinbrenner and get to the World Series yep. just because it was personal. And uh, I have nothing. I'm, I'm grateful uh, to have played for Ted. Uh, I think Ted was trying to s- sign Reggie Jackson before Reggie went to California. And, and I remember Chris Shambla saying that Reggie was like, nah, I don't know if I want to play for someone like Ted. And it, to me, it was, it was great. So Reggie didn't sign, but, but, you know, Ted just was a competitor. That's why a lot of these ideas he had 24 hour news, cable TV, uh, uh, sports entertainment all out around the world that were different. He thought different. And sometimes things didn't work, but when they hit, you know, they hit. And, uh, you know, he was great to play for. Like you say, he wanted to win. You felt like every day he he said he was competitive and uh, thankful for the chance to play for Ted. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 